Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to Season 1, Episode 28 of Digital Dissection, where we take a closer and possibly unnecessary look at our favorite properties. This week, we're actually going to be sitting down with Jeff and Corey of the Switch the Envelope podcast. And what we're going to do is peel back a few layers to discuss nerd culture and where it began to turn a corner. Because if you've been a nerd for a long time, you know that it's hard out here for a bitch. So we're going to rip that open and start to determine when things started getting better for us. Yeah, and in case you're still uh, crawling out of that locker that some jock stuffed in and you've just found this podcast, how about you tell your friends how you found us if you got here on accident because, you know, you're finally seeing the light of day. You can find us basically wherever podcasts are found on all those major carriers. But if you are, you know, too cool for school uh, and you like podcasts before it was cool, you can find us on places like Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or we have our own website and blog that you can check out. Uh, and you can read stuff that we are, you know, going to be talking about. So please pay us a visit in all those, or, you know, maybe not all those places, but at least one of those places. Give us a like, subscribe, comment, and if possible, review. And hey, you know, buckle in, uh, buckle up, uh, or, you know, get comfortable, whichever one you want to do, whether you're in the car or at your home, or if you're at work, um, you know, Good job. You're doing great today, and I believe in you. And I hope you enjoy our interview today. Or not, it's not an interview, our conversation today with uh, the, the gents at Switch the Envelope. And honestly, if you're in a situation where you're needing to wear a seatbelt, just, just put it on. Usually it takes a moment for everyone. There we go. All right. All right. Perfect. Well, folks, you know, we're pretty active on Twitter. So from time to time, we have uh, interactions with other podcasts. And if you've listened to some of our, our series, we've done some pretty comprehensive, uh, you know, joint episodes with folks. Um, so really, uh, it's another podcast here that we, we really appreciate getting to interact with. And uh, they've actually featured some of our uh, collaborations on their show too so it's kind of nice that we've got this this little indie podcast family that's that's growing in front of us but um, yeah we'd like to welcome Jeff and Corey I've switched the envelope to the show how are you guys doing great great happy to be here thanks for having yeah us. good thanks for having us yeah anytime uh Chelsea with the valve that you're parking uh later so you just go yeah. ahead and talk to her yep mm -hmm. we'll take care of that after we're done maybe I'll <laughs> awesome. back I actually like to pay for my parking, so I'll let it. I'll let it be. You know. Okay. Oh, okay. That's I'm fine. Leave my ticket you know. in the car. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> are we Are we allowed to curse on your show? Oh, oh, oh yeah. Feel free. Yeah. 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 Okay. Right. Fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, guys, if you want to save the last like five minutes, we can just curse straight through that yeah, until time. we hit stop button yeah, just, <laughs> yeah, get it all out yeah. yeah you just get creative you do what you do want to do um but yeah you know what we as part of our introduction you know to the to our, our listeners here um we always love to hear a little bit about about your show and uh if you could tell us a little bit more about switch the envelope and and how you guys got started Corey, i'll give that to you man you're the word maestro of our show 
Uh, that's, Corey's, not, uh, that's not true at all. But is that, <laughs> nah, is that an official title, Word Maestro? Yeah, Word I Maestro, mean, it's a solid yes. one. <laughs> I have a T-shirt and everything. It's fine. You know, we're we're a uh, movie podcast. We talk about all things sort of cinema, uh, you know, cinematic history, Hollywood history. Uh, we also, uh, you know, switch envelopes. That is uh, correcting Oscar mishaps. <laughs> Oh. of the past basically we tell hollywood where they went wrong yeah we we believe that we know what they did wrong because we know better than they did down <laughs> right kind of a, naturally yeah yeah naturally. because we're movie fans yes yeah. they're too they're too close to it mm-hmm. you're the right distance exactly. away absolutely exactly yeah, <laughs> yeah so and because we're younger than most of them we feel that we have just as far enough distance away that we have learned from the past yes <laughs> yes yeah didn't you take the first two months of your show just to talk about the english patient and and how that was a problem yeah we we did you know incredible deep dives into the english patient (laughs) over the years yes and and why why anybody would ever watch it actually i think first first i think our first episode was about how terrible the shape of water was so you know yeah it was one of one of the earlier (laughs) earlier episodes i like the shape of water jeff did not we're often yeah we did not yeah we did not agree on that we we developed a sort of scientific uh method for determining you know sort of which nominee or prospective nominee that we choose uh, deserves to win the oscar and uh, you mm-hmm. know, it's based off of five fingers and it's very scientific it's a metric so yeah it's, it's our okay scoring, our scoring metric and it's uh it's gospel it's science and mm-hmm. when we decide who should have really won an oscar then the internet needs to go into full force and you know change wikipedia pages and steal the oscars from the the old winners and give them to the new winners. It's, it's that's the other part of our job is yeah. changing the Wikipedia's and burglarizing <clears throat> actors' houses and taking their Oscars, giving, <laughs> giving them to the old <laughs> <behind> the curtain. <laughs> Interesting. We don't keep them; we give them to the yeah. other actors yes. or their estate. Oh, absolutely, like Robin yeah. Hood. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> For statues, and was there a conclusion that the shape of water should have been whatever its container is since you, we go off of science? <laughs> Absolutely. I can't help but notice that, that Jeff said, or their estate, which makes me wonder, are you guys killing the actors that, that shouldn't no, have won? The I last, mean, oh, the last no, the last episode we did was like 1940, <laughs> 1940. So yeah, I think uh, we gave yes. it to Clark Gable and, uh, you know, uh, you know, that's, yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. They had to give it to their family members. So, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that's that's still pretty fun, though. I mean, I've I've had a chance to listen to a few of your episodes, and uh, I appreciate the, you know, the perspective and and kind of doing um, what we do on this show too. Like, we'll we'll take a look back at not nearly as far as 1940 for some episodes, <laughs> but um, other episodes we've gone back 5,000 years. So it's kind of a kind of a mixed bag. You never really know what you're going to get with us, mm-hmm. which makes it really hard to market the show. Yeah, it's either uh, oddly topical or weirdly <laughs> historical, and something to do with it. Yeah, yeah and we like, like to do. Yeah. <laughs> oddly, oddly we like to do same. all things movies, though. So we like to do. Sometimes we'll do like little short fifteen minute documentaries on movies, and uh, we'll call them uh, Al's useless Hollywood facts. We like to also do techno uh, technology, um, like innovations in cinema, which we've coined cinovations, which Ooh. one day will be in the Oxford Dictionary. TM and. Um, <laughs> We try and we try and just do different kinds of little episodes, mini episodes and stuff. Yeah, I like that you're shooting straight for Oxford and just completely overriding Miriam Webster, those oh. those posers over there. Yeah, Miriam Webster. Yep. Junior, second rate junior dictionary. Exactly. Yeah. We go yeah, straight, for yeah. straight for the source. Straight for the source. 
Yeah, those loafer wearing cucks. We don't want anything to do with them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what? Yep. Uh, so that's really cool because I was going to ask you a little bit um, about just the format of the show. But um, I guess based on your your current season, you know, are there any upcoming shows that that folks should be on the look for? Our next episode. Yeah. Always, Ooh. always the next episode is the best. Yes. Episode, right. right? <laughs> well, we just put out an episode with uh, mm-hmm. podcaster Adam Roach. We really like that one. That was because um, he's one of our favorite podcasters. Actually, he does the show Secret History of Hollywood, and he's um, in production for a new movie um, with the. Well, Corey knows more about it. I'll let Corey talk about that. Yeah, well, yeah, he he signed a development deal for his entire podcast, The Secret History of, of Hollywood, and um, he's now a film producer. So he went from film podcaster, film documentarian, to then now film producer to produce films of his of his podcast episodes. Basically. Well, that's the dream. Very cool. I think that that's yeah. what. Yeah, <laughs> good yeah. for him. That's awesome. So that yeah, was a cool episode. Yeah, we had a chance to interview him um, in depth about uh, what he's going through right now. Like the, he actually said, "Yeah, it's a dream." Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, and uh, the next episode, we're um, interviewing um, 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 Jack Seaver McDonald. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I can see you struggling. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. He's, Thank you, Corey. He's an a- actor on Netflix's "Never Have I Ever." Yeah, I'm familiar. Uh, yeah, he plays uh, he plays Eric Peterson, which is uh, sort of like a reoccurring guest uh, on that particular show. And we had a lot of fun with him talking '90s movies, and we played a, a quiz game that we, you know, very originally called "Switch the Envelope" as well. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, very cool. Very cool. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, th- just just before we move on, um, for the folks that are looking to find you out there, what are your, what are your handles? You know, what, what's the what's the not your love handles? You know. I'm sorry. I'm a, I'm a thick boy over here. So I'm always thinking about that, but, um, but yeah, yeah. What are, what, what are your handles? How do we find you? As opposed to us who have, I mean, we are six pack ready over oh, here. Super You can't see it, but it's like, like lens flare city because the oil that is like reflecting off these guys abs. I can't see shit over there. No, I, I just see my this movie. I'm shirtless. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> awesome. Well, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. What, what's your, what are your like social media handles and all that good stuff for folks to find you? Jeff, take that one. We are on Instagram at switch the envelope and on Twitter at switch envelope because Twitter because Twitter sucks and they don't let us put the full <laughs> name on there. <laughs> and you can get all our media and everything at switch the envelope. Eventually, we are going to put up our Patreon, but we're not going to do that right now because we don't have really that much. But that's yeah. a that's a dot com at the end of switch mm-hmm. the envelope switch the envelope dot com for all of your I, fi- I figured everyone knows what switch the envelope we're not doing like a dot org or a dot gov because you know <laughs> yeah we don't work for the government we are a dot gov dot yeah com. makes sense we're also struggling what to do with the patreon eventually right now we're just kind of torn between chelsea's old pog collection and uh just feet pics like thousands of feet yep. pics that's all we got all there and that's that's all yeah. mark's feet by we'll the way it's, i mean it's just different angles different varying levels of zoom it's if just those gonna, two things. If you're going to go feet pics, you'll you'll get 10,000 subscribers immediately. <laughs> Mark, so, this I is mean, what I said. Got to get know. that low-hanging fruit, you know? Yeah. And Pog Collection, man. If you got stompers, dude, that would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I'm stepping on tomatoes. We're going to have me do all kinds of weird stuff. So you just, you, you just you got any metal slammers? Is, you got any metal, metal slammers? Those are the best. 
<laughs> yeah, those are for the top tier Patreon members. You get Chelsea's medal slammers. <laughs> you know what? That's that's as good a segue as any because the reason why we collected together today was to cover a topic that's kind of near and dear to all of our hearts. Um, and and that's to kind of talk about this changing tide of nerd culture, some of its origins, and and kind of how we all got you know swept up in it. Um, yeah, how so, this fellowship came yeah. to be of the nerd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, one of us will never speak to the uh, the other member of the fellowship ever again. We'll only utter <laughs> one word the entire series. Um, sorry, that's a little that's a little uh, Frodo and and Legolas reference there for y'all, but. <laughs> Either way, why don't we kick off this journey of ours? And uh, you know what? The the first place I was able to actually pin down some references to just the definition of nerd was during a, a very you know fairly troubling time for the mm-hmm. world, this nation. You know, we're kind of in the middle of a world war, the second, the sequel to the first oh, world war. Okay. Yeah, and this little uh, term would get floated around called nerd. Like N E R T, right? Like someone's trying to draw a nerf, but they they ran out of space or they ran out of ink. Well, I, uh, I figured this was also like the uh, like the Manitowoc natives who would say like up north, and <laughs> like, oh, you're one of them nerds, aren't you? There, you gotta go up nerd there. <laughs> you know what? That's like it's like self-loathing, right? Wisconsinites love making fun of Wisconsinites. We're just hey, so good at do. it. Yeah. And well, then we've everybody got to do else it before also before someone else can. So exactly, and we make it pretty easy for ourselves. So <laughs> I'm, I'm hesitant to do it in front of your faces. <laughs> I'll, I'll abstain from, from doing my up north accent. <laughs> it's, it's good because the definition of nerd actually like it was meant to be used to indicate that someone was either incredibly crazy, incredibly stupid, or in general was just very nutty. Which does oh. describe at least two thirds of our podcast quite well, and I won't tell you which people. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so, yeah, each of you, right? Crazy, stupid, and nutty. Right? Yeah. Now, now we get to fight over which one's which. I'm not yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. Oh, We're man. like the three monkeys, uh, the things, except you know the see or no, see or no, speak no. It's just um, crazy, crazy, stupid, stupid generally nut. nutty. Yeah, if if one if one of the monkeys was an overweight Filipino man, I think I've called that one. Um, but, <laughs> but yeah, it, th- this would be kind of the, the jumping off point for the earliest recorded, you know, like nerd references, or at least the, the, the term, right? Oh, okay. Um, so was so, it like these, yeah. these nerds were just incredibly good at math? Um, oh, that guy, he's supposed to be stupid because he's so smart. I hate that guy. <laughs> uh, Darn it, nerd. It, honestly, not quite because the term nerd <laughs> wouldn't actually describe anything like what we're used to seeing mm-hmm. for f- several years. Like the, the earliest uh, like printed evidence of the word nerd actually occurred in a Dr. Seuss book in 1950 called if I ran the zoo. Um, and uh, obviously if I ran the zoo, I'd probably, you know, make some different societal messages that I'd put in there. Um, mm-hmm. But this, this Dr. Seuss book, I'm going to incorrectly describe it as a very dark, very adult book where a young man wants to free all the animals of the zoo because they're, quote, not good enough. Bastard. Oh. No. Yeah. This guy's kind of a dick, this little boy that hates the zoo. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, this is often credited as the first printed work that featured the word nerd. 
And it would just be used to describe an imaginary animal that he thought up that was cooler than anything else that existed at that time. Oh, so so the nerd is cool in this story. Okay, that's a quick that's a quick switch from the forties, though. That's nice. <laughs> Moving on from that, though, we're we're gonna kind of move at a breakneck <laughs> speed here because the definition would change fairly quickly. Um, in nineteen fifty one, there are publications that described nerd as people who were either a drip or a square. Now, mm. this is this is 1950s culture we're talking about. Square, I get, but drip, that just sounds thirsty to me. I, I don't know. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I think it, it means like somebody who is uh, uh, not fast running water, right? They're just a slow drip. Ah. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. That makes know. sense. Yeah. I like yeah. I, I don't, I mean, like some of the, uh, like a cool lingo, the the what what do they call that slang in Hip. in the fifties uh, is is pretty out there and wacky. Like they were just like, <laughs> we discovered language. Like we're just gonna make up tons <laughs> of things. <laughs> I feel like that there's a, there's a lot of slang language that originates from from the fifties, and a lot of it is weird as fuck. Corey, I'm yeah. gonna put up some mm -hmm. faux la faux uh, intelligence and some faux history right now. I don't know, I'll um, get to it. I'm gonna say that in the fifties, a lot of dads were plumbers. And because so many dads were plumbers, specifically plumbers, and because so many dads were plumbers, what they would do is when they would come home and their sons were acting like nerds, what they would do is say, you're acting like a drip because they would just come home from working on a on a pipe that was just dripping, but it wasn't Maybe. working. Mm -hmm. Right. So they wanted their sons to work, work like oh, regular yeah. boys. Cool. So they'd call them drips. And that's the origin of the word drip. That's some phone knowledge for you. That yeah. makes sense to me because I my dad thought that. that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm just imagining some like Chicago dude with you know pants up to his armpits. He's got Dapper Dan in his hair, and uh, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, he yeah. comes home and he's like, "Yeah, you stupid son of a bitch, you fucking drip, get your ass up <laughs> oh, <God>. right fucking <laughs> now." Yeah, that could <laughs> see, work that with the yeah. Chicago accent behind it. It's a that's magic right there. <laughs> love it. it might have been that so many of the you know fellas coming home from the war were laying so much pipe that <laughs> you know if you were a drip they actually you had worth, the drip oh you know. no i thought you were gonna go oh, else oh yeah maybe, maybe they had they had the drip and that was a no-no so you know yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, well i mean just like the wars of the past man you know syphilis was usually the soldier's disease it makes sense to me we're off on a on a good start. <laughs> um, we'll yeah, it's not what. a show until someone talks about an STD. Yeah. So, oh, exactly. Yeah. Jeez, we've mentioned uh, space aids. You know, syphilis yep. has come up many times. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I mean, that's you guys are right at home. I feel like we've been here since the beginning. I'm sorry, space aids. <laughs> oh, space yeah. Aids, huh? Space yep. aids. Just like regular aids, but from space. Yeah. Is that is that a real thing? <laughs> <laughs> now i'm terrified Probably. of space aids great Corey, yeah. Corey's yeah. eyes are as wide as mine were the first time it was uttered on this show because i'm like aids that survive the vacuum of space that's terrifying yeah yeah if if, if, if nothing of space won't kill it then nothing will space yeah, aids right. is unstoppable it's indestructible <laughs> well what's going speaking... on on those space space launches we've been having right. what's what's on yeah what's going on in the iss <laughs> what are they doing on those well, launches. I mean, I think we all are familiar with the most recent rocket that was sent to space and exactly oh. how space got AIDS. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah Jeff Bezos. <laughs> Patient one. That rocket yep. was very unprotected. 
<laughs> Weren't we Austin all unprotected? Powers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. It's not cheap. Austin Powers trending again. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, who, knew, who knew Austin Powers would predict an asshole billionaire going to space in a dick shaped <laughs> rocket? <laughs> like, that would be a real thing that would happen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, hey guys, 2021 bingo. Who had asshole yeah. in a dick shaped <laughs> rocket? Anybody? The guy was even bald, too. Like, seriously. Yeah. He was just yeah. one weird scar away from being Dr. Evil anyway. Yeah. Did anybody check the hull for a cat? <laughs> <laughs> and was his first ship a big boy yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he scrapped that idea because it looked ridiculous so we went with the dick yeah, ship it's not, <laughs> not aerodynamic you know surprisingly <laughs> <laughs> well so, so you know what, talking about uh, we're, we're, we're traveling very quickly here we're going to shoot from the 50s to the 60s because the term nerd would spread all the way across the United States it'd show up all over and it would even end up in Scotland somehow. The Scottish oh. were using it. Um, no one could explain that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you got this rep, you squire. Yeah, they, they got over there, man. Um, so, but this was the time when it would start to resemble what we know as the, the definition that kind of survived into the late 80s, early 90s, where mm -hmm. nerds were bookworms. They're, they're kind of socially inept. And they're those that relied more on just being accurate about all topics, right? Okay. Think you're, yeah, think you're a traditional gatekeeper of knowledge, right? Mm -hmm. um, so that's and where it would still this, be yeah. another what twenty years, now thirty years before Sesame Street tried to reclaim the word square by saying <laughs> it was in fact hip to be a square, but. <laughs> Or Huey Until Lewis. then, the Scottish are making it. Oh, yeah. Huey, Huey Lewis, yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, God damn it, Joe. Uh, sometimes Joe is he's, he's whiter than non-dairy creamer, guys. Yeah, and, yeah. And that's why we love him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, you know what, though? Okay, so we're continuing on our nerd journey here. And there would be a fellow by the name of Philip K. Dick, aptly named, of course. Mm -hmm. Now... He would do what's essentially the Mean Girls version of trying to get something off the ground like fetch, okay? He would actually uh, create this term called nerd, but instead of the N-E-R-D that we're familiar with, we would get variations of the spelling as N-U-R-D, uh, G-N-U-R-D. No, he tried to gnome it. Yeah, yeah, and K-N-U-R-D. It's so sci-fi. He tried to knee it. That's weird. Yeah. <laughs> They did. They really did. Yeah, connerd it, knife it, yeah. the same thing. Yeah. It's how robots yeah, do it. Do you think at one point someone was like, hey, Philip K. Dick, I'm going to have to have a nice, good, long, hard dick with you about this, this spelling of nerd? Oh. Because that used to be a term about like, like you have to have a, like, a good, long talk about something was a good dicking. Um, <laughs> I found this out by like looking at an old like uh, Avengers like comic. And yep. Iron Man's like, hey, hey, Cap, I think we'd have a good, long, hard dick from Shellhead here about what you just did. <laughs> Kendrick's like, yeah, maybe I do, Shellhead. Maybe I do. I'm like, oh, oh, no. <laughs> I suddenly got the wrong copy of Avengers. <laughs> General <laughs> chagrin and retro dickery. <laughs> yeah, you know, this is what I think was hilarious about this time in our, our nerd timeline. This is during the 60s and 70s, and these are the guys that were at MIT and, you know, RPI, otherwise known as the Rensselaer Polytechnic Institute. So these are smart dudes. 
that are trying to come up with different ways to establish the term nerd. And, and the social aspect of it is where they stumbled. And that just would hurt the nerd for many generations to come. So, so like a group of actually like really smart people tried to label themselves nerds as like a badge of honor. And then it turned out to be this like a uh, thing that bullies would yell, yell at, at like book smart kids in high schools for being too smart. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. They shot themselves. In That's the awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Just like trying to use too short of a bungee cord to attach your fishing poles to a 91 Ford Explorer in 1998 in Boise, Idaho, you just don't do it. And wow. uh, huh. that may I've have been me. I've not lived that me. experience, but I'll, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it backfires. <laughs> and it's very painful. And, uh, and you're not sure if you can have children. So that's why we don't listen to this fella aptly named Philip K. Dick. He just... just uh, yeah, it didn't work I, out. I wonder if if there were like early like kids that were getting bullied that when they heard nerd thrown back at them, they were like, you're damn right. I'm a nerd. Those people at MIT are the, you know, the pinnacle. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> <laughs> I heard your tone. You didn't put the G in front of it. OK, <laughs> yeah, uh, it's spelled G-N-U-R-D. I read Philip K. Dick. <laughs> 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 and that was the first kid to be stuffed into a locker. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he was not prepared for the hard dicking of that scenario. <laughs> um, but but to your point, Corey, yeah, we're getting into uh really using nerd as a, a negative connotation. So for those of you who remember Happy Days, um the seventies interpretation of the fifties, they pretty much used nerd and threw it around all the time. I mean, it was it was just as prevalent as the, you know, the leather jackets, the motorcycles, the jumping over pools of sharks. I mean, it yeah. was poor. Pond, absolutely man. there. Oh, Fonzarelli. <laughs> yeah. Which speaking of the Wisconsin hero of Milwaukee. People, <laughs> yes. Yeah. We have a statue of him downtown in Milwaukee that. Uh, yeah, you do. Yeah. <laughs> and it was sculpted by the father of our guest, Josh Sawyer, uh, last week, uh, who's uh, uh, the design director for obsidian entertainment so his his dad actually made like all of the the bronze sculptures in that area so it's kind of a, a cool reference we'll post the fonts all right the bronze fonts we'll put that dude up bronze yeah. fonts i love it does it have a plaque underneath it that just says e? <laughs> <laughs> no but it is in a very echoey area so whenever you walk past it you just hear it through the city yeah, the people that live above that statue, there's like a, a super high suicide rate in that apartment complex for some reason, and we can't figure it out. So, um, and is probably... it suicide, or are they just trying to jump the river on motorcycles, <laughs> or are they just trying to fix the jukebox? Yeah. <laughs> These are the real questions. But well, is there a bronze statue of Chachi? That's what I want. No, no, no you need to get that started. You need to start a petition right now mm -hmm. for Chachi. <laughs> Let me put Joni yeah. on the opposite side of the yeah, city. Because no, we got to put them, we got to right. separate them. And they're, they're like pointing <laughs> no. to each other. No, Joni never loved Chachi. She never loved Chachi. Oh, Forget she loved about Chachi. her. She, loved <laughs> nah, she didn't love Chachi. She did. for one season.
We're going to put a poll up on the, at the end of this episode. Are you Team Chachi or Team Joni? Let us know in the comments. Um, team Joni all the way. Chachi's a doof. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we get the term Chach, right? Yeah. It's because of Chachi. Fucking Chachi. Joni had that wonderful perm. Oh, it's so glorious. Oh, man. You are awful. You're an awful person, Corey. <laughs> <laughs> Practically hump that haircut. Yeah, yeah. I got that well, got weird. Uh, it always gets weird. It, it always gets weird. But I'll tell you what, there's a couple questions that started to pop up though. So we're we're making our way closer towards the modern age. We got a little bit of work to do yet. Now there would be a gentleman by the name of Paul Graham who would make uh, an essay called "Why Nerds Are Pop or Unpopular," and so. Fuck what this you, essay? Paul. Would... What the hell? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's the, he's the hey, shut up, Graham. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with a G. Yeah. Graham. Yeah, uh, sorry, Do you really have a silent G? No. <laughs> or perhaps a silent K in front of that G, Paul? <laughs> <laughs> well, but you know what, guys? Oddly enough, Graham's essay would actually state what the stereotypical reasons were for referring to people as nerds and... Mm -hmm. He actually viewed it as a socially neutral term. So the connotations weren't actually negative through his eyes of using the term nerd. Um, really, though, how he described it was that you're neither loved nor despised for being a nerd. However, your lack of popularity most likely stems from focusing on that which makes you unpopular. So you literally don't have time for activities that popularity requires you to have. And, and so also you you over your mom or something like her that you have deep-seated daddy issues with like what, yeah. <laughs> where was it going so, with that you you're can neither just loved tell. nor <laughs> he was just writing it and just crying the whole time i <laughs> <laughs> got a glimpse on how paul graham feels about paul graham i think yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i'm sure when we sent off to the editor it was just like runny ink from the tears that kept <laughs> falling down <laughs> And every Let's time, like, could you revise or retype this? Is like, yeah, sure, I'll redo it. And same thing every time. Just tears. <laughs> <laughs> You're neither What's going love. On <laughs> you yeah. can't do anything that makes you popular because you like other things. He calls up his friend after he stubbed this essay. And he's like, I just wrote this essay. And it feels like I got cat piss in my eyes. I've been crying for like two hours. Yeah. I'm go jump on the Fonzie statue. <laughs> exactly. <Corey. laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, you know, what, what is okay. But, but what is popularity? Nerdiness persevering, right? That's that's the real question. I think we've got left with with Paul Graham. Sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but ultimately, though, I think, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Well, this is this is kind of where we get to that point now, where I think most of us are familiar with you know the the depiction of nerds and what most people think of when they envision a quote unquote nerd. So we're kind of getting on the doorstep of literally the revenge of the nerds uh -huh, and mm -hmm. yep. And now we're starting to get into sitcoms like family matters that, uh, shows Steve Urkel before he became Stefan Urkel, uh, after his, his, let me get to become a snack machine was developed. Um, <laughs> going to make Laura thirsty. Oh, she, she I think was. he succeeded. <laughs> yeah. Very much so. That yeah. show got real horny real quick on some of those episodes. Yeah. Well, I think I stopped watching it by then. 
I think it was horny was enough when you have you have a guy who already has like eight kids in his house. Like that guy was clearly, True. you know. Although one disappears, like one just <laughs> disappears, <laughs> <laughs> never to be seen or heard from again. She didn't do well in the focus that, group, so she got voted out of the family. That's right. Yeah. It, yeah. Because that dad program. was out. That dad was always trying to help John McClane out at the at the Nakatomi Towers. So he had, he had to do something. Yeah. yeah, and then he had to go get the Ghostbusters out of jail because it's the mayor terrible. mayor told him to. You're goddamn yes. right. And then eventually yep. he's uh he is a principal at high school with the actor's name. <laughs> it is Invincible. <laughs> well, maybe we should do uh, a bonus episode where we just focus on Carl Winslow because there's a lot of things left unexplored there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, but this would be the golden age of what I would call the pocket protector. You know, these are the nerds that have the uh, off-color glasses with the sports strap that everybody envies. And of course, um, they've taped the nose because that's broken mm-hmm. several times over. Yeah, why couldn't they ever fix their glasses? That always drove me nuts. Like, yeah, with all their smarts, like you're just going with athletic tape. What are you doing? I mean, they're not wizards, <laughs> like, guys. No, they but can't they say they, Oculus Repair. Mom no, takes me like once a year to get my glasses. That's all I got. You get one. Yeah. Can can you just go down to the lens crafters and get new glasses, guys? Insurance only allows for one new pair of frames every year. Yeah. <laughs> or every other year, I think. Some some insurances. Yeah. It, it, our it our insurance depends. system is. I'm going off topic. Oh, we're, we're totally good. We we kind of forced ourselves down that path. Oh but yeah. It's, it's worth exploring, right? Because on yep. the subject of glasses, this is where we would get some of these absolutely ridiculous mid to late '90s movies where. All nerds have to do to to become hot, just remove those glasses. Oh, just yeah. just pop them off, mm-hmm. let that hair down, right? Who knew? Yeah, Chelsea, you uh used to be in an ocular profession, so I did. I'm sure you had you saw that all the time. Like, look yeah. at this ugly son of a bitch, and then ooh. <laughs> well, except for <laughs> I, I did I did the opposite. Really attractive people came in. I put glasses on them. They left looking terrible. Exactly. <laughs> and, oh, Created God. nerds. No, no, no. So, Corey, I don't. Someone just took over your camera, and I don't know who it is. Uh, yeah, because I'm, I'm ready to talk about nerds, guys. I put on my glasses. Yeah. For the, <laughs> Corey, for you turn into you turn into Cornelius. What the hell happened? I know. I know. Hold, hold on. Let me go into my Steve Urkel transmogrifier and pull my glasses. Yeah, for those off of you watching. Oh, hey. Like going to the high school dance. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> now I'm popular. <laughs> it's that easy. Put your hair down, take off your glasses, and if you're a lady in film, smile more because that yeah. that's a oh, yeah. 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 Unfortunately. <laughs> and you know it what? Work for Tori Spelling. No, I'm just saying she was she was in saved by the bell with the glasses that took him off for now to a no she kind of still stayed the same just (laughs) my own personal thoughts she's a paradox yeah (laughs) yeah she doesn't follow the rules you know Mm -hmm. what i mean she's she's a a rebel debbie (laughs) (laughs) well speaking of people that uh either didn't know what the rules were or had a really hard time understanding like what what was acceptable in society In 2010, we would end up getting what was called the Journal of International and Intercultural Communication. (laughs) What they were doing was they wanted to rate who is most likely to be considered nerdy by race. Why? What? (laughs) (laughs) This is, yeah, this is a demographic that that shouldn't exist. This is just, (laughs) again, 
a bunch of people or a small group of people out there trying to prove that there are people all elsewhere that are nerdier than they are. That's all this is. I'm not the nerdiest person. I'm going to do all this research and submit an article to a journal, but I'm going to prove that there's a demographic that's way worse than me. Probably the French. You're going to out nerd everybody to prove that you're not as nerdy as this demographic. Yes. (laughs) Well, that's a a huge, well, actually moment. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) In I wish that's where it ended, but they actually released the official rankings. Who and is it? oh, in is first, it? in in fourth place, we have African Americans. In third place, we have non-white Hispanics. In second place, we have whites. Sorry, whites, you got the silver Damn medal. It. <laughs> Always. In first place, Asian Americans, rated as the nerdiest by the races. Riding nerdy. Huh. Well. Yep. I don't that understand how mm-hmm. it, it doesn't it doesn't it though? I, I'm very ha- uncomfortable with this. <laughs> I'm I am half Asian, okay? I'm half Asian. The half Asian part of me is like, I don't even know how to process that, okay? I, I, I don't mean, even know. I think this is definitely a group of white people that made this list. Yeah, I'm because sorry. they're but, second. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. They're second. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're just trying to like push like we're not the nerdiest, we swear. Yeah, look at them over there. God. <laughs> you know, that's that's interesting. Maybe we'll ask the JOI AIC that question on Twitter. Let's let's force them to to you know be responsible for this. That came out um, in 2010? 2010. <laughs> the, what? Yeah. That, that's yeah. that's not long ago enough for something no. that racist. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 100%. This yeah. this well, can't only be 11 years removed. Like <laughs> And, oh. and honestly, guys, not even a year later, we would get another stereotype uh, essay that would be written by Ron Glash that was named Race, Sex, and Nerds from Black Geeks to Asian American Hipsters. Like, Oof. I Oof. I don't know how these are supposed to be, quote unquote, educational. But like, like I'm reading the room right now, it's like we're trying to talk about nerd culture and people out there are just trying to make it the most uncomfortable fucking topic of all time. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Like is by that uh, title is was he trying to make it like hey, nerds are cool yeah you know they're they they like different subsets and you know I I, I don't know race sex I'm not and nerds sure. or is sex in that gen like gender specific sex and then no, to I, like from yeah. black geeks to Asian American hipsters makes it sound like oh we're categorizing all the cool the cool kids now like everybody <laughs> has their own little lane which you know is also problematic but like is the, yeah. is that where he was trying to go. Old uh, old Ron, Ron. Did they yeah. use the yeah, cast? Of... What Ronald was doing. Yeah. Did they use the cast of Revenge of the Nerds as the the <laughs> as a specific like <laughs> demographic for this? There's just the spectrum. They, they they yeah. they lined the nerds up like all right, yeah, so it's yeah, lined it like... somewhere between Booger and and Lamar. <laughs> Lamar, Lamar like, going, yeah. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> this is you know. It, 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 here's what the thing is. Okay. Like obviously these are these are uncomfortable and kind of cringy to look back at now, right? Yeah, a little bit. But Just at least bit. at least they are somewhat thought provoking for us to tear them apart and look at them now and understand where we've come from. You know, this is this is just a really weird time for the, like the whole nerd timeline. And I don't mm-hmm. understand like what Corey said. How this is 2010? Like that's not the world I remember <laughs> living in in 2010. Mm-mm. Um, but either way, uh, 
so that that actually kind of brings us up to the modern age though from a definition standpoint from an exploration standpoint so here's what i think would be a fun point to explore now is kind of when we think this tide starts turning from where um you know no matter what some people may say about uh the nerd term not having negative connotations i still think it did you know at least until the early 90s here what is everybody else's thoughts on that i would say through the 90s still yeah mm-hmm. i mean i think, I think it can now too. even like it it can still today just depends on if you embrace it or not it doesn't carry as much weight i think now mm-hmm. but it, it still can be negative i mean any sort of term can be perceived you know negatively depends on the context that right. said like there was a lot of pushback in the 90s sure with uh you know we talked about it you know right at the beginning like content creation people who were nerdy or you know sort of classified as nerdy started making movies started you know pushing television show ideas and you know putting nerd culture in more of a humanized (laughs) um, (laughs) way you know that Mm -hmm. sort of breaks it down you know like Kevin Smith in the mid 90s was like pushing some of those geeky nerdy barriers down by openly just having you know five minutes of dialogue about you know, Marvel characters, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. or having, mm-hmm. you know, Stanley show up in his film and expecting everybody in the theater to know who that was. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> or having Jason Mewes, like, just like, uh, no, no, it was Jason Mewes. Um, who Jason played Lee? Brody in, oh, yeah, Jason Lee. Uh, yeah. Just like yeah. f- uh, flip out over like superhero sex facts to Stanley mm-hmm. in a movie. <laughs> Yeah, the whole all the 90s, they just it's not that they changed the word. <clears throat> it's not that nerd didn't carry as much weight. It's just that everybody was a nerd in the movies, even in the American mm-hmm. Pie movies. The guys that are starring in American Pie, they're nerds. They're not yeah. cool, with the exception of the guy that played the Ox character. All the other guys are total yeah. nerds in that movie. I mean, mm-hmm. the main character of that movie is he's a complete dork. Mm-hmm. And you that's why everyone was able to like relate to him. So you had the show Freaks and Geeks. And when that went off the air, people almost rioted, right? That's, that's <laughs> oh, yeah. a movie, or that's a TV show about just, you know, that's not about any any popular kids. It's about dorky kids. And mm-hmm. those kids from that movie ended up going out and making all the other movies that we're going to talk about. Right. <laughs> right. So, yeah. <laughs> so yep. you had Superbad, and those kids were all dorks and Superbad. Mm-hmm. So yeah. what? McLovin wasn't like the coolest person on the planet. Absolutely not, man. (laughs) I read that movie entirely wrong. (laughs) (laughs) No, but you had like throughout the whole 90s, you had great movies that even um, Corey and I were talking about this before. Like, uh, we were arguing about it before. We were (laughs) arguing about this before. (laughs) Corey has some some interesting ideas, but Pauly Shore movies and uh, Adam Sandler movies also, those movies they portray, they don't prepare, they don't portray cool guys. They portray guys who are kind of nerdy and kind of crazy, stupid, or nutty. Yeah, but they're not. <laughs> perfect. That's right. Yeah, That's exactly. The, whole with the original definition. Man. Yep. Yeah. Zeno <laughs> man, crazy, stupid, and nutty. <laughs> also with Brendan Fraser. <laughs> As a yeah, caveman with... who's oddly the most educated one of the group. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but isn't that isn't that interesting though that the the seed that that plants with the underdogs that kind of win the day out. I mean, this would basically plant the seed for why like the guardians of the galaxy are, are so easy to get behind because these are, are people that typically aren't depicted as heroic, right? They're the, they're the, 
I mean, plucky characters became obviously much more, uh, much more prevalent later on. But like, that's the way I always kind of viewed it is like, well, we've got the seed here now that the heroes of a, of a property can be, you know, guys that don't wear underwear over their, their suit with a cape, yeah. you know? Yeah. Just a nice little, uh, scrawny farm boy, farm boy. He's a bit of a cockeyed optimist. <laughs> and that's, uh, that's star Wars. well speaking of which okay so i'm a marketing guy i that's that's what i did in college outside of you know getting absolutely wasted and eating so much pizza so much pizza (laughs) that's all Um, marketing is just eating pizza and getting wasted that's all it is 100 percent i picked the wrong profession yeah (laughs) yep yep uh and especially when you have lactose intolerance you are a marketer because you tell everyone about your lactose intolerance so trust me, I've, I've put the message out there a few times. Have I not mentioned um, my lactose intolerance yet? Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you it's tell like, everybody oh. about your gluten-freeness, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, gluten-free. <laughs> you got a, mm, my celiac. Yeah, oh, can you can you tell me uh, what's what's in this? Oh, yeah. oh no, can you find someone who does? Thank you, thank you. Uh, yeah. Just a disclaimer, no, no offense meant to anybody who actually has celiac, it's just all the posers out there that are, you know... Well, the people yeah. who think it's a dieting fad instead it's, of yeah, like, no. yeah, it's like, it's not, it's not going to help you get skinnier. It's just some people can't actually process gluten. And that's, <sighs> that's why we ask for it to not be in some places and you're an idiot. Yeah. You're just dumb. <laughs> you yeah. know what? We're going to call them gluten nerds, but with the J uh, the G N U R D. That's what you guys are going to be now. They're that's gluten you nerds. Luton <laughs> <laughs> <Lutin> nerds. <laughs> well, okay, so we're kind of on the doorstep of the of the late '90s, though, right? So we we kind of pulled back from 2010's absolutely ridiculous road stop, but <laughs> we're we're at a point where, speaking of marketing, okay, for those of us who experienced the uh, the Star Wars prequel trilogy as well as the extended edition when star Wars kind of came out of this slumber with more suddenly rocks. in front of more rocks. Yes. Yeah. More rocks, more tentacles coming out of a, a butthole on the ground, you know, like this <laughs> Big was... in Japan, that one. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Hey uh, boss, we got so many of our tapes selling in Japan and I just can't yeah, quite figure it we're out. We're not sure why we're turning the Jedi is just, just huge. Just, just lit. huge yeah. in Japan. We have, we yeah. have some notes too. Can the tentacles go back into the butthole? Is that something we can see <laughs> in there, George? Just for the just for the J- J- Japanese market. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Well, that was that was unexpected, but I'm happy we yeah. went there. But <laughs> but you know what though? Think about where you were when those movies came out, because there are some people who lived, you know, almost 20 years after Star Wars came out that maybe didn't see something as genre bending as this, or maybe they didn't see the pop culture phenomena that, you know, kind of came out of that. And the reason why I'm using the prequel trilogy as kind of a kicking off point for this is because it would end up being uh, kind of step one in a multi-step process of us just getting blown away by some massive, you know, like pop culture defining releases. So, okay. So it's like step one, Release the prequels. Step two, profit. Step three, profit. <laughs> oh, there's 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 more steps, man. Uh, for one, we would have you know uh, Lord of the Rings come out a few years later, 
right? We get that, mm-hmm. that good old fellowship we referenced earlier. Yes. They, they um, walk for nine hours. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. It's the most, yeah, and not even like speed walking either. It's not like a bunch of moms out there getting that. No, it's a slow walk. They lose their horses pretty quick Mm -hmm. and they walk really slow. Sometimes one of them is invisible. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Jeff, Jeff is uh, probably a big fan of clerks too, where there's only one return in the Jedi. (laughs) (laughs) Even the trees walked in those movies, man. I actually love Clerks too, but <laughs> Clerks too. Is great. <laughs> well, but but seriously though, just stop and think for a minute here. So, Lord of the Rings comes out in two thousand one, I believe, is when the Fellowship came out. Um, we have the Spider-Man movies, which are, I mean, they're they got they got the Josie Scott, they got Chad Kroger just belting out tones in the top of the rooftops in New York City. I mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah, seriously, and those first two movies were legit. <laughs> And then the third movie gave us one scene that is the pinnacle of weird emo nerd on in oh. cinema. That is yes. Peter Parker being oh. emo evil and dancing and pointing. Oh, it's beautiful. Brilliant. It's poetry. It's poetry, it Joe. That's what yep. that was. How he Absolute didn't get a poetry. statue for that beyond me. Mm. Beyond me doesn't get a statue. <laughs> you know, I guess to Josh Sawyer's dad, if he's listening, you know, maybe start oh my making God. That, that bronze statue <laughs> of Tobey Maguire. <laughs> Because someone's going to want it after this. Um, but uh, Corey and that, I argue yeah. all the time over emo Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> in, in, in genius or stupid? Not a fan. <laughs> oh, not, not oh a fan. it was terrible. It was terrible. I've never, even, I've never even seen it. I didn't even want to watch it. But Oh, my God. I just give Corey I mean, shit about it. <laughs> all of the yeah. internet things that have spawned because of emo, emo Spider-Man, like... My favorite one I think I've seen is Emo Spider-Man replacing Darth Maul in Phantom yes. Menace. <laughs> oh, yes. Gorgeous. Yeah, there, Did the memes make it worth it? Oh, yeah. I think so. Yeah. I think they do. <laughs> I think they do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Corey's been brought to tears. You're, you're right. Like the, That first Spider-Man movie was glorious. I think yeah. that mm-hmm. is more significant towards launching sort of nerd uh, acceptance or whatever than the Star Wars prequels because there isn't they're not like a shit. depiction of nerds. Well, yeah, that. But like, there isn't like a depiction <laughs> of nerds in Star Wars in a traditional sense, right? Mm-hmm. Like Peter Parker is, you know, like he's his field trip was to a like a, a bio lab. Like, yeah. there's nothing nerdy more nerdier than that, right? Like he might have like a card carrying nerd member. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, he, he is. He is the uber comic book nerd, right? You, you, yeah. There's mm-hmm. a nerd in in comics. It's Peter Parker, and he becomes fucking Spider Man. And that yeah. first movie with Tobey Maguire was so great because you really sort of get that underdog nerd story where he, you know, mm-hmm. he's his he's bigger than the the sort of some of his parts, even though some of his parts are nerdy, you know. And, what parts are we uh, talking about? Uh, just mainly his. Dick. Oh, you know. Yeah, uh, his web his web singer. Which thankfully does not anatomically work like a spider. Oh, <laughs> he's just swinging by his ass everywhere. The whip. <laughs> yeah. Well, but but Corey, I guess the, the point I was trying to make was less about how good the Star Wars films were and more about introducing them to a new generation of people, right? Because because there were some of us who were fans of the original Star Wars that somehow people completely forgot about those the original trilogy, if you can even just fathom that possibility. There are people who had never seen the originals when the prequels came out. 
and I wanted to kill every single one of those people. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, so, but, so it's like two two lanes of of the same highway, right? So you, mm -hmm. you have like the acceptance of nerdy things in mm -hmm. pop culture, and then you have like uh, the, the depiction of nerds. Yes, mm -hmm. yes, representation, absolutely, yes. of nerds in popular culture. And those sort of start to meld together. And I think this sort of like, you know, that crossover moment is for me, Spider-Man, that first one, it was so good. And that's why the other two and three were very disappointing because mm -hmm. they, they lost some of that, that zeal. Yeah. Um, that really and made you want to root for Peter Parker, but. They also didn't have the Macho Man Randy Savage in them either, which got you for huge. three valid. minutes. <laughs> no, that's valid. God, I love that guy. Hey, that, that, that whole moment too, you have the nerd literally beating Macho Man Randy Savage. Yeah. Oh, He's literally better. beating the jock. Um, and then still not over the fact the whole like uh, the tray scene. He actually is catching all that shit on the tray. Like there's yeah, no wire doesn't... guiding. There's yeah. nothing. It's he's literally catching all that. Is ah oh, awesome. It's it's quite amazing. It's it's too bad that Tobey Maguire is a the douchebag. Yeah, <laughs> in real life. Yeah, yeah but <laughs> to to be honest, going back to a movie I really that... want to be a fan. <laughs> <laughs> going back to a movie that actually brought nerd culture out. It's actually the original Batman. The Batman oh, that oh yeah, yeah the original mm. the Michael Keaton Batman mm -hmm. uh, with. Okay, I go see. Is it Jack Nicholson or Jack Nicholas? Which is the golfer? Come Jack on, Nicholson. 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 Or Nicholson. Nicholson. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Jack well, Nicholson. Actually, Jeff. Well, <laughs> <laughs> as much as I love his acting, I can never. I always get his name wrong, dude. I always put this, the golfer's name in. This anyway, is how I can um, remember it, Jeff. This is this is Nicholson. Okay, he looks like this all the time. That's the Mark, man. You're forgetting that. This is a podcast. And no one <laughs> he can see me. He can no, see that, me. Okay. For the listeners, that works. Totally yeah. 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 It's, it's okay. When I edit this, I will like take a screenshot of oh, Mark's yeah. face, and that will be the video <laughs> yeah. on YouTube. Yeah. Scare the viewers again because they need to see my my just horrible, haunting face. They need to see it. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, that original that original Batman. I don't know. If, I mean, I. Anybody that was alive at that time remembers the lines that went around the buildings of every single theater when that oh, yeah. came out. It was like you could not get a ticket to see that movie. And no real big comic book movie had come out before that. Like that was one that launched everybody doing a comic book movie. So the exception of Superman. About, no. The exception well, of that, Superman, but, Superman. But Superman hadn't come out until since like what? The seventies, like seventies um, or something. Yeah, yeah, and then I think so, what Superman four was like maybe eighty six, but that one maybe. was probably early. Yeah, that it wasn't was good. That was like the one that, not good. that even the Richard that Pryor Superman had had like <laughs> had like uh was tanked. Superman three mm -hmm. with Richard Pryor was terrible. Yeah. Yep. There, there was a fair amount mm -hmm. of of shade from jock types about the, how corny Superman was even even back oh, then. Yeah. But like everybody wanted to go see Batman. Yeah, well, I was I was hoping Jeff, you're gonna bring up the uh, like that maybe Bruce Wayne was a bit of a nerd in that movie solely for the part where okay. there's the scene, there's the there's the party scene, and then um, uh, why am I forgetting the reporter her name in that movie? The oh, Vicky uh, Vale or her Vicky Vale, yeah, yeah. yep. Yeah. So Vicky Vicky Vale and her like um, photographer friend like sneak off uh, to just explore the manor, and then they're looking at like all of the shit Bruce has in one room. And then they come to a samurai armor and they're like, oh, this looks like it's from China. And then Bruce Wayne's like, actually, it's from Japan. And like, well, how do you know that? He's like, because I bought it in Japan. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Because um, I'm forget his name, but he what's 
Michael Mr. Keaton. Mom. Mr. Oh, Mom. Yeah. Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mr. Mom plays that part very, very <laughs> funny and very dorky and very like like his his Bruce Wayne is not the same as like George Clooney's where he's no. trying to make it all like no. debonair. No. It's super like every no man. Yeah, no he's oddly eccentric too. Um yeah. So you want to get nuts? Let's get nuts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not intimidated. I'm legitimately frightened by whatever yeah. it is that you're doing over there. That's but, legit nuttiness. Yeah. yeah. But at the same time, he's the manager of Bed Bath & Beyond. And if you live in Crown Heights, seriously, walk in Paris. Yep. Um, <laughs> but but Just here, remember to aim for the bushes. <laughs> <laughs> but, but okay, so, but you've got a good point, right? You've got this this movie that that really does launch some people into liking batman but the reason why i wanted to tie this to the early 2000s is because these properties aren't the only major things that are happening during these same years because when i think about nerd culture what i think about is what we mentioned earlier with gatekeeping right mm -hmm. you've mm -hmm. got people who are dedicated to accuracy that, that need to have it all the time as their way to prove or show their nerd cred right mm -hmm. and so this would be the time, though, when you think about breaking down some of those barriers, we start to get ways to do that. Because who remembers when Wikipedia first came out? I, I, Wikipedia always just was. That's I agree. <laughs> Hasn't it always just been there? I'm pretty I sure think, it's always just been there since I think the beginning it's my of sophomore time. year where I was told I couldn't use it as a source because I, it was probably oh wrong. Wasn't yeah. that so annoying in the beginning? They're like, Terribly you can't annoying. use that. It's too easy to find the information, but it's right. <laughs> but I can use I can <laughs> use the the eight volume CD ROMs of the Encyclopedia Britannica that we bought from a salesman. Like that's, <laughs> yeah, I, right. Yeah. I'm just gonna go to the shelf yeah. and pick out a book because my parents had all of those stupid freaking books. Oh my books. god! <laughs> <laughs> it's like a status symbol. My parents did the same yeah. thing. They still have it. Yeah. I'm like, Dad, Dad, those books yeah. were outdated. Right after They're you like, bought them. Man, yeah. she is going to nail ACT, SATs. Like, it's going to be awesome. You're just mad that this is easier now. That's all. That's why we can't use Wikipedia. Not I mean, because we it's on the Britannicas. I think yeah. I use Wikipedia to learn how to ride a bike. So it's been around for a while. There you go. There well, you go. I just, like, as a teacher, I always tell my students with like, hey, I don't care if you use Wikipedia, but do me a favor and do yourself a favor. When you find something you want to use, look at the links at the bottom of the page and just use those when you yeah. in all of your other classes. And then you'll yeah. be fine. No one will ever know that you just went to Wikipedia. Yeah. Just so you know, I, I have are there. <laughs> I have legit yeah. changed Wikipedia for to correct it uh, multiple times. So for it sure. is easy yeah. to change. It's a thing. <laughs> yep. Well, well, hey, it was 2001, like the same time that Chad Kroger was just punishing that Mike in the Spider-Man movie. Which I'd also like to point out that was my sophomore year. <laughs> oh, you, you are a you are a Chad Kroger fan. I can I can tell you are a uh, oh you are you are all geez. about <laughs> Mark only believes that a hero can save us, and he's not oh. going to stand here. No, I will not. I will not stand here and wait. Yes, <laughs> and you know what? As soon as I found out that Chad Kroger was part of that soundtrack, they sold me the whole seat, but I only needed the edge. So awesome. <laughs> now, looking at the rest of the technology, so this is what the point I was trying to make here was: is that technology kind of drives us into this modern nerd age because now we don't have to read hundreds of comic books to get context for a specific character. 
the Wikipedia explosion, all of a sudden you've got all these different fan made pages. People are putting this stuff on the internet now. Um, you've got the emergence of G4, which uh, some of us remember the now defunct video gaming network, mm -hmm. which came back. It did. Oddly enough. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and we would even have a thing called Justin.tv. Who remembers Justin.tv? Vaguely, vaguely remember Justin. I, yeah. I mean, it was I, I never. It. it was never a sticker on one of the cars in Tokyo Drift, so I don't think it counts. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, Justin.tv was the earliest known form of Twitch. Okay, people were just ah. they're just putting, yeah, whatever. Just Justin. Justin. All yeah. right. Yeah, what's Justin what doing? He's to, yeah. Justin's moving quite vigorously. What's he doing there? You know, like. That's oh. what Justin TV was about. It was about people streaming whatever they wanted to live streaming. So mm -hmm. um, these technologies all came out very close together. YouTube would happen the next year, as you mentioned, Corey, like YouTube wasn't even out when G4 first premiered. Mm -hmm. So that's YouTube really is, the, it's yeah. another one that feels like it's always just been there, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I just remember when ads weren't there, you didn't have to pay for that feature. It was just yeah. David after but, dentist. And yep. That's how old we were. <laughs> are. Mm -hmm. I mean, Charlie the fingers, I, and you know, I was thinking more about uh, chocolate rain. Like, who can't they uh, think about Oh, like, yeah, yeah. or the Numa Numa guy? Yes, oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, that actually predates uh, YouTube. It does, mm -hmm. the, the Numa Numa kid, yeah, yeah. back when but you had to so actually pay per view, like, literally, like the people who hosted the videos had to pay every mm -hmm. time you watched their video. Yeah. That's true. And then I'm just thinking, like, thanks to YouTube, and we were talking about how like nerds are starting to become more accepted. Eventually, that uh, that kid who has both God and anime on his side starts to bring that back a little bit. <laughs> well, I would say that yeah. the internet in general, uh, the chat room, the mm -hmm. um, AOL the message board, yeah, the, message board. The, the connecting communities from across the globe, the like don't forget of the globe, prodigy, the don't forget prodigy, prodigy from the netting. Oh, yeah. you know what I mean? Um, you know, yeah. Though yeah, that has uh, just as big a cultural impact on widening the nerd scope. Mm -hmm. For sure. Anyone can so, access anything and you introduce yourself to new things that you maybe wouldn't have had a chance to be, you know, introduced to in the mm -hmm. past. And you find out you like it all of a sudden. You're a fucking you also nerd. had movies. Yeah. Also, you had movies like Corey and I were really <laughs> in this movie. You had movies like Hackers that yeah. came oh, out. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Those movies were super big and they were all nerds but the things they were doing were super nerdy but they were cool at the time they were zero they were, cool. no they were like <laughs> they were hey. on, playing on computers they were rollerblading yeah. they were and having the sex they were having the yeah. sex it happened in that movie yeah they so, had the yeah. sex yeah, they had yeah the and, sex. <laughs> and in there they were super cool and you're like wait <laughs> these ner nerdy computer kids who are rollerblading through through the city are actually cool <laughs> like what the hell yeah yeah, yeah. since when they weren't <laughs> How many conceptions happened because of rollerblades? I just, it has to be off the charts. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Honey, I'm, I'm done exercising. Get on in there. But you know what, though? It's funny you would mention hackers because we, in our, our RPG series, we actually covered like the whole like RPG history, right? And one of the things that we talked about was that there used to be a day when a computer literally had its own zip code. Now, we're in that same realm where PCs are on the rise. You know, people are just able to access all this stuff or access mm -hmm. rather. So 
that's why I think it's important to tie that together because for me, that's where the corner really began. Because not like not long after that, we would start to get into things like the MCU, the DCEU, mm-hmm. um, and uh, then, yes, absolutely mm-hmm. mainstream for sure. Yeah, and I think um, I don't know. I, I'll save that actually for later. But yeah, we'll we'll come back to my, where my thought was that I didn't say out loud that I said I'd say for later, but it'll come around eventually. So let's go back to the Fine. conversation we were having before I said anything. Just keep your secrets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I think what, what the the larger point to make when it comes to superhero properties, just in general, is that most of the superheroes, especially on the Marvel side, uh, they tend to just be you know humans with flaws that have superpowers, right? Like they're they're people who have uh, you know either. Sometimes they have personality issues. Sometimes it's alcoholism, as this is the case of you know Tony Stark. I mean, there are a lot of real problems that these characters. That have. is not a problem. Only <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a problem if you quit. Yeah, no. you are talking to three Wisconsinites. Like we, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we, we get that, man. But yeah, you guys are but, all holding beer and brats, so like, yeah. Yep, that, that's what we run on. Standard issue. Recording. It's, it's impressive. <laughs> How do I hold all these brats? You know, that's just what I'm doing all, all day over here. But, but yeah, I really do think that's that was it, though. I mean, you start to get these epic stories that are coming out, and each one becomes just as digestible as the last one. And so they're not just you know interesting to to nerd culture anymore. Now we've got all these gateways that help us further understand you know, where these characters are coming from. And I, I don't know. I mean, that's, there are characters in the MCU I didn't even know about that are getting introduced to me, you know, and and now I'm all of a sudden a fan of them. So it didn't even just advance, you know, nerd culture in the sense of a pop culture oriented thing. It was it was even helping re-educate nerds, <laughs> if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and there's so many facets to sort of nerddom or, or fandom as we call it now, because it, you know, mm-hmm. it doesn't have a silent G, but the, <laughs> you know, like you can be a nerd in a million different ways. Mm-hmm. You know, some people are MCU nerds, some are DCEU nerds, some people are anime nerds, some people are music nerds, some people are sports nerds, you know, like horror I, I always, nerds. horror nerds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, I always uh, laughed at the people who would like, uh, y- you know, criticize cosplay but then paint their faces in sports teams wear a jersey and like <laughs> yeah wave a foam fingers like you're doing the same thing yeah. you just you think that your nerd thing is cooler than you know the cosplayers nerd thing you know but it's the same it's the same part of our brain that's sort of mm-hmm. tapping into the things that we like the community that we belong to right mm-hmm. yeah no absolutely mm-hmm. yeah i mean it makes sense to me i i think what was really uh interesting about this this like pop culture explosion where now it's like it's just an orgy of properties like we don't even know who's touching who anymore and (laughs) now now we're at the stage where i mean we like nerds were underserved for so long right like there was a time where we couldn't even go out and buy a collectible because our property just didn't have the backing to do it yeah like now it's actually to a point where i think you can actually uh buffet style this because I mean, nerds are being marketed to in almost every way possible now. Yeah, it's the large pool now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the yeah. huge demographic. Everybody who's like eighteen to thirty-five now is some kind of a nerd, easy to market to. 
Oh yeah, and we're all peeing in that pool. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> hey, are but, we peeing yeah. in the pool or are we peeing into the pool? Because like those are two very different things. And location, location, location is like yeah. you know a big determiner of how you're gonna get in trouble or not. Yeah, I guess what are you into, man? I'm not judging. I'm not judging. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> but but ultimately though, um, you That's know a huge what? Philosophical Let's... question. I I like that just de derailed me. Am I peeing into the pool? That's no, no, no. That's that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna wreck me for a week. What am I in that scenario? I guess to further make it worse, like are people looking at me while I'm doing it? Like, am I looking at them while I'm paying into this? Do pool? I want them it's to a look? community thing for sure. It's not like one person <laughs> in the pool. No, there's like twenty yeah, is there people. Only one person while everybody else is peeing into the pool, it's or is it like deeply one personal? But you? you're you're all there together for sure. So people are watching. If that's a problem, they definitely are. In yeah. which case, why is it that you're able to like? Are you okay with people watching you while you're peeing in the pool, but you're not okay being watched elsewhere? What if sort of this, weird stigma is that? If this were a lake, this wouldn't be a problem. <laughs> yeah. That's right. So next Lakes week, folks, anyway, right? yeah, yeah. Next week, we're going to talk about our our scenarios here that we didn't have enough time for, which is <laughs> the <laughs> I don't, just just the art of peeing and what we're comfortable with. Um, uh, here's what I want to do, just to kind of uh, begin to wrap up our journey. I'm actually interested in just doing a quick roundtable of everybody here about when did you kind of figure out you were a nerd you know what was your what was your earliest known origin story of being a nerd and we'll let our guests start off Corey, jeff you guys can kick this off pressure's on you get it done guys do you want to go first jeff go ahead Corey. Corey, i know you got a lot to say about this man so <laughs> make it sexy elegant there are stories of my early childhood where I actually said actually mom as like my first set of words. <laughs> so I think it, it was in great, like there, there are, you know, fables in, in my family history where it's like, oh, he would just sit in the back seat in his car seat and we would say something. He'd be like, actually mom, you know? So yeah, I had, I had nerd blood running through me uh, early on. I think the first time I realized that I was nerdy, I guess uh, was probably in high school when I discovered sci-fi and, I had a love for doing musical theater, uh, you know, mm -hmm. and that sort of was the first time I felt uh, outcast, I guess, you know, not necessarily bullied, but like snide remarks here and there was like, oh, you're, you want to go be in a, in a play? That's so ugh, uh, you know, feminine or whatever you know, other label that I won't repeat. Um, and it's like, that's, that's dumb. It's a dumb argument. It's just cool. And like, I get to be, a 50s gang member in New York. Yeah. <laughs> you know, jumping yeah. and snapping, you know. Um, and, you know, like discovering those fun things where I realized that sort of nerd was a negative thing, that the things that I could be into, um, comic book related or, you know, movie related or uh, even, like I said, musical theater related. I'm huge into musical theater. Love it still mm -hmm. to this day. Like Schmigadoon is a dream come true television show that I've been waiting for for my entire life to be <laughs> on a streaming service, you know. Um, so, yeah, like I think high school, like ju junior high, high school is when, you know, those interests started to clash with the social rise of, you know, one's character. Uh, and that's when when I realized that I was nerdy, even though I still 
you sort of crossed over in more popular circles because I, I was an athlete in in high school, but then I was also in musical theater. I was in choir, but then I was also, you know, I lettered in varsity sports. You know, I knew all of the popular kids by first yeah. name, you know, which was a real, real badge <laughs> of honor in high school, <laughs> you know. Um, so, yeah, like to, that, that for me is like when I when I realized I was nerdy. But I mean, I had more fun hanging with with Jeff talking about stupid movies uh and watching biodome for 800 you know <laughs> viewings when we were in when we were in high school um more than i i enjoyed like trying to you know get invited to a kegger and in a, in a, as a high schooler like fuck that we we would you know have an older brother buy his wine coolers and we'd watch biodome for hours <laughs> nerds it's fine you know like yeah you know, get us a case of Hornsby's, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, teen dream. <laughs> nice. It's awesome. Uh, Jeff, what about you? Um, well, <clears throat> unfortunately, I've never, I never, when I was younger, read a comic book. Now I feel kind of sad about that. But so I was a nerd in a different way. So I was an athlete when I was younger. And then when I got to high school, I got kicked off the golf team. I don't know how Ooh. many people can say that, but I got yeah. kicked off the golf team. It's pretty nerdy to be on the golf team. My, yeah. <laughs> I, got, I got actually kicked off the golf team because of my commitment to my punk band that I was in. Oh. So I, because I didn't have any commitment to a golf, in, so go, to, to golf, you know? So mm -hmm. um, that was probably the... You're not you don't have enough commitment to an like an athletic sport that's already mm -hmm. nerdy. Yeah. So, you know, you know, that's that's kind of where I figured it out. You know, that my mm. my life was most music and and like a punk band that, you know, never really made it. So, you know, <laughs> they were awesome, Jeff. An awesome punk band. Yeah, that's probably where it is. The band's going to make it, man. It yeah. really is. One of these going to make it. Uh, yeah, I haven't it. played in that band for like 15 years, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, there'll be a reunion tour. We're waiting. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Queen was on a hiatus before they did their best, you know, their most well known yeah. show. So, like, I mean, don't mm -hmm. don't ever lose that spark, man. Seriously. Well, as you guys can see from behind me, I still have all my shit. I so, yeah. Yeah. The drums up back there, right? Yeah. <laughs> all right, Chelsea Joe, let's why don't you hit us with your your earliest remembered like I guess uh, uh gateway to nerd culture. Yeah, um, I don't know. I guess, as we've shared in the past, too, I kind of grew up playing video games from a very young age. And mm -hmm. um, I probably had a little bit of a different experience, though, because I don't know if I was outwardly, like, nerdy. It was kind of like a closet nerd, I guess you would say. Um, if you knew me in school, you probably really wouldn't have any idea that I was like home playing any of these games or like reading these different books or watching the history channel or, you know, doing like things like that. Um, and I guess eventually I just stopped caring and I went to a very small school. So in a small school, you kind of know everybody, you get involved pretty much in anything you want to do. So I was in, you know, choir, theater, um, soccer, baseball, I, you know, all, or, excuse me, um, softball, like all sorts of different <laughs> sports, things like that. Mm -hmm. um, and <laughs> I guess the first time that in my in my head, I have like a, a clear memory of 
taking some heat for doing something at school that was pretty nerdy was me and my high school boyfriend. It's like our senior year and classes are pretty much over. And we're just last couple of weeks of school fucking around. And so we both brought our Game Boys to school and we were each playing Pokemon. And at first, <laughs> like a couple of people are like, oh, you guys, you're so like, you're such a nerd. Like, oh my God, I can't believe you're doing that. But then like before you know it, we have a crowd of people standing around us, like watching us play fucking Pokemon <laughs> on the Game Boy, and um, uh, and no one give a fuck. They they were like, "Oh yeah, that's really cool. I wish I still played." You know, just different things like that. So, mm -hmm. I guess that was my experience with the first time taking some heat for being a nerd, but then also also experiencing the flip side of people being like oh that's really cool that you can just be comfortable with it and that makes me comfortable to maybe have you know for them to be a little nerdy too so and it's all downhill from there for me <laughs> i was pretty out and proud about it ever since so <laughs> yeah all right joe hit yeah. us with it what do you got what do you got joe uh well i mean i was I, I mean, I like have read comics and like stuck with cartoons like ever since I was small. I never stopped doing the two of those. And I think like, I don't know, me coming to realization of it was at a very young age when I noticed like basically all of my friends but one had like stopped liking uh, like Power Rangers and Transformers and all of this stuff that I loved growing up. And like, no, we just do sports now. And that's all we do. I'm like, OK, I still like Power Rangers, but that's cool. <laughs> um <laughs> And like, I don't know, like I kind of rode like a quiet nerddom through like middle school and into high school. And I always had like I got a close like group of friends in high school. They hung out with all the time and we would get drunk and watch movies and turn the volume all the way down and dub over them with just nerdy and terrible <laughs> <laughs> commentary. Uh, and that's what we would do to have fun. Um, and I think like the biggest like outright display I just did uh, in high school was probably my junior year. We did like a homecoming uh, color day thing and like we had blue. So I just came in like full Superman uh, suit and wore that to school the entire day. Nice. Um, and then you know, people loved it. They were, they were, yeah, they were, they were fine with it. They were cool. I was like, jumping around on the tables in the chemistry room the teacher thought it was great um <laughs> so i didn't get in trouble for it and that's uh, yeah that's probably like the, my most like outright thing i was also like in a play that year where i had three different parts in it because the the director just wanted three different roles and they're like yeah you could do all three of these characters you just do them okay wow. okay yeah um and then like the students who like my friends who saw that they we had no idea that you liked doing this and like that's because i got stuck doing lame like catholic school plays my entire life uh, growing up so you're, you're a white uh, eddie yeah. murphy over there yeah i mean yeah. that's one way to put it <laughs> <laughs> i'm like a nutty professor of a of a bad um high school play but yeah no um yeah never i've always been a nerd i never stopped um i had to quietly play pokemon for the longest time until college <laughs> and then i met chelsea and we're like <gasps> see Pokemon's i'm just back. i'm normalizing <laughs> shit was he the high school boyfriend no no that would have been a great no. turn of events oh, man, man. <laughs> if, you like, if you like kept him like as like the boyfriend but then he was like oh yeah i was playing with this girl like pokemon and then you reveal 
like that she's the actual girlfriend. That would have been so so good. Solid like movie moment, but like (laughs) I think we I don't think we ever would have been in high school at the same time because I'm I'm what five years older than you, something like that. Well, you could have failed a bunch of times. So. I could have yeah. failed a lot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no child left before. I think you would have been a senior when I was a freshman. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Oh, that's great. All right. That uh, that brings us to Mark. Yeah. Um, you know, it it, it kind of it, it dawned on me because just like Corey, I was uh, I was in sports. I was the football captain my senior year of high school. So I was always known for uh, my testosterone and uh, the ability to, you know, have to fight people physically, which, uh, I was tempered in my youth. I, I got better. I got better. Um, I found out that I, I was a nerd at a much earlier age though, because my brothers and I literally came together and I was like four years old and we were collecting aluminum cans to buy our first Nintendo. And, I realized, you know, like at that age, it's like I put all this effort and time into like buying video games. Mm-hmm. And it was like, mm-hmm. like, holy shit. Like, and, and it kind of blossomed from there. I became a movie geek or movie nerd. Not long after that, I was memorizing every line to get my hands on, you know, memorizing every director, every, you know, every artist. Uh, we talked about this in video games. I would remember the, the actual people who made the games. <laughs> I, I yep. had to consume everything. Um, but really when it, it like it hit home for me, it was actually in, in high school when um, I hadn't played the Super Nintendo in several years. Um, this was uh, you know like the early 2000s. And I finally decided to, to go buy a Super Nintendo because I, I didn't know where my other one was. So... As I'm driving up to this this uh, used video game store, I'm actually hyperventilating because I am that excited to be able to play the Super <laughs> Nintendo again. I'm hyperventilating. My friends can even say this. They're like, yeah, this dude is fucking losing his goddamn mind. I'm just certain you're sweating for days, too. On oh, that God, ride over yeah. There. I had to wring my underwear out on the way over, man. It was just it was horrible. <laughs> so, okay. so anyway, the, the moment that I'm building up to is... Um, we buy Super Mario World and my friends are all like playing it. They're having a great time. But then we get to the bonus levels. <laughs> Ooh. People are getting upset. People are like, God, I can't fucking beat this. This is so goddamn hard. Move. <laughs> mm-hmm. Pretty much. Pretty much. Excuse me, sir. Excuse me. As the Asian representative in this place, uh, we were voted number one. Nerds in the 2010 study. Nerd prime over here. Well, Asian American hipsters. Asian American hipsters. Yeah. (laughs) Seriously, I was playing all the bonus levels like fucking Hawkeye, not even looking, just shooting arrows off into nowhere. Like I was just, just, (laughs) just hitting the buttons. I'm sliding through things. I'm hitting. You're about to hit the kill screen. (laughs) Dude, it was. I, I, after I did that, like it was like programming. It was just there. It was in the DNA at that point. I probably passed it on my kids somehow. And I was like, yep, there is no way for me to get away from this. This is, this is, it's there. It's not going away. And so I really accepted it in high school. That's what happened for me. Uh, <sighs> you, you talk about the SNES. It reminded me of like, like how many, how many nights or days did we spend Jeff uh, playing like 
Adam's family on the SNES or yeah, for know, some, a slew for of some, other like really like off the wall uh, yeah, for games. some reason just cranking yeah. Alanis Morissette yeah. jagged little pill like we're playing yeah. video games no. mom shut up for some reason <laughs> the funny thing about Corey here is that uh we were really really into music so me for maybe opposed to some of you guys differently is I was a music fandom before anything like I knew every artist every band every anything for some reason Corey always and I always joke about him I always joke about this with Corey. So this is nothing new for him. He would always have, you know, when a band would come out with like their back when CDs were a thing, bands would come out with their sophomore effort. You know, it's the one that have like Mm -hmm. the follow up to their really good album. So you'd have like Mm -hmm. Green Day came out with Dookie and then their their album that came out after that was like Insomniac, which nobody remembers anything off that. Or they had. So Corey always had that sophomore album. The one that yeah, nobody whole really knew. Albums, yeah. <laughs> like his entire CD collection was sophomore albums. So every memory I have is being at Corey's house listening to a sophomore album playing <laughs> playing NES. It was like whatever sophomore album. The one exception being Jagged Little Pill. And so we yeah. played Jagged Little Pill nonstop because it wasn't a Debbie Downer of a of a second second offer. Exactly. Exactly. What's interesting about that, Jeff, though, is I was at that point, like you're Jeff's a, a couple years older than I, than I am. And he's sort of always kind of been that like bigger brother that I looked up to, you know, uh, growing up. And so I, I was think, super cool. Yeah. I think <laughs> all of the, all of the sophomore albums and stuff were me trying to sort of like tag onto because all of those original albums from all of those artists, I was introduced to because Jeff had all those albums. Well, I didn't need to buy those albums because I was always with Jeff and we could throw on any one of those CDs or any of those cassette tapes at any, at any time. So, you know, I, I, would I don't buy think I had cassette albums. tapes. No, I, I had cassette tapes, but like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like the, you know, well, visceral. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I still have my copy of the Ghostbusters two soundtrack on cassette. That really? Now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Who are you going to call? And, <laughs> and speaking of sophomore albums, and Nickelback, I still have the long oh, road. God. <laughs> That's released, three references to Nickelback. That's awesome. Uh, released September of 2003. No, that's why it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, At least he well, leans in. Yep. Yes. What the uh, hell yes. did Nickelback ever do? They just made music that they loved. <laughs> just, just, yeah, we just we grown, rip on them for it. They're just growing up there with their bedazzled jeans and their you know dyed hair and just screaming it out loud. Just putting on a show. Man, they have one song me. that's really that's really uh, what's it called? Uh, it's it makes you kind of cringe worthy. It's that okay. song. I think it's called mm-hmm. Animal. No, yes, animals. Yeah. animals. Yeah, yeah. Wow. everybody it's very cringy up on that. Like everybody mm-hmm. knows Nickelback songs. I have no idea. Oh. I have like two oh. Nickelback songs in my brain. No way. If we started playing Mm -hmm. them, you'd know a lot more than that Uh, because they somehow make it to the radio every freaking time. And and Corey, they actually have and they actually have the greatest drum sound of any recorded artist. I use it for I use it for sampling when I record something, but (laughs) shut up. Well, (laughs) Corey, Jeff, you guys have been awesome. I'm so happy we're finally able to get you on the show. We're going to let you guys end off with the last question. So Obviously, with pop culture, trends come and go. What do you think about nerd culture staying in, you know, in the limelight now as opposed to the periphery? You know what? I actually think it's getting exploitive. Exploitative? Exploitative. Exploitative. I think 
exploitative 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 okay i think it's getting to the point where (laughs) i think it's getting to the point where if you don't if you don't have something uh nerdy in your show if you have don't have somebody who is using some kind of nerd culture fandom in your show it's not going to be a uh it's your show's not gonna get bought it's not gonna get picked up your um your your can your show has to be at a comic-con now obviously we're in a pandemic but mm-hmm. if your show needs wants to get you know publicity they have to be at a comic-con WonderCon, something like that in order to get the publicity they need so i think it's getting to the point where they need to use the fandom and the and the nerd culture to actually push the agenda of more corporate entities and stuff and i think that's where it's going at this point i think it's going beyond what people actually think as pure which is the comic books the um all the the lore and the source material and i think it's going going a little past that like commercialized um, nerd culture perfect commercialized yeah. nerd culture that's yeah. what i think I, I don't know. I think that the concept of sort of nerddom being sort of like left of center in general, there's always going to be some sort of subset of people that are, you know, just outside of that pop culture zenith, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I think representation, I, I don't think that we're we're going to sort of go away from the underdog story. I mean, that's a tale as old as time, like specifically calling it nerd that might fade, you know, specifically being, you know, um, like suspenders and out, you know, like take off the glasses. Like, I think that has already faded a bit, um, Mm -hmm. you know, as, as far as, you know, like the depiction of a nerd, you know, I I think that that was a sort of fad, but I don't think that the core story of like, you know, you finding yourself in a community of of people that share like things, or that you find a reason to, you know, join a, a you know, a group or join a fight or join a cause or, or something like that. Like that's at its core the same thing that nerd, you know, being a nerd is right. Like you find that one thing that really scratches your itch. I don't think that's ever going to go away. That's permanent. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that it's become in vogue to call that sort of, you know nerdy and people wear that now finally the way that the guys at MIT you know wanted it to be like if you're nerdy now like how many podcasts out there exist right now and it's all just a bunch of us nerds you know sitting around talking to each other about the things that make us tick the things that we love you know um mm-hmm. well that, you have you have like guys like Chuck on the show Chuck yeah. who's dating Ivan Stroyevsky I mean yeah. come on yeah. Yeah. hello <laughs> like yeah. she's like one of the hottest chicks on television you've got yeah. you've got the the he was also a super spy, so that helped. <laughs> yeah, come on, he was he was a nerd. He was a nerd. He was he a nerd. He the... was a nerd. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I, yeah, I, but I agree. I agree with. It was what, called the nerd thing. herd, man. He, was, he worked for the nerd herd. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think it is becoming uh, exploited uh, to a bit to where like that is going to fall off. You know, yeah. uh, it's going to reach a, a permanent or not a permanent like a a big bubble that's going to burst, and then suddenly it's not going to be quite as in vogue to be a, a nerd but the core of what it is to be a nerd i think uh will always be sort of tried and true so like that's not a fad because that predates the term nerd and it will you know live on far far beyond like there's always you got to find your little your little corner of the world and hope that there are a few other people that you can talk to it about <laughs> 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 you know and then there's the internet mm-hmm. so like you know i i don't know the, the internet helps you 
it you know stuff not die because like give it three years and somebody will find it nostalgic or you know mm-hmm. it'll yeah. you know make another round on a streaming service or whatever new technology there's going to be in 30 years you know the, the mediums will find a way into a new audience and it'll recycle back back over again you know so yeah i, I don't think it's gonna like die i think that it, it will probably sort of lose a bit of steam you know um mm-hmm. as far as like the marketability uh, eventually yeah. but i don't see that anytime soon yeah I, I, and i agree with both of you in your assessments of this the the thing that i think we're starting to reach with um and maybe not saying nerd culture anymore maybe just saying mainstream superheroes and and these blockbusters or i think we're already reaching that point where people aren't appreciating them the same way that they did in maybe a phase three or, or maybe even phase two of like the Marvel movies. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and so the oversaturation I think has absolutely already been reached. Um, so maybe it, it, I, I actually do think in the near future, we're going to have to tear things back down and build them back up. Um, just like we had to do for the Nickelback fan club that I run on Twitter. We're going to be oh. covering all the right reasons and dark horse, the 2005 mm-hmm. and 2008 follow-ups. So, more coming at you. Well, that's the fourth time you brought Nickelback up, and I believe that is what kickstarts the apocalypse. So, good job, Mark. And Kroger's just going to show up on this podcast. Yeah. Good, I hope so. Man, that was a lot of fun. Not going to lie. Really, really enjoyed this one today. Uh, just you know talking um with these guys from the other podcast uh switch the envelope uh i felt like we've been friends for a much longer time than the correspondence that we had to get them to come onto the show and the show itself that's all we've talked to them and i want to change that have them back and to talk about kind of anything really anything because uh this going through the evolution was fun but really i think what i really enjoyed is hearing all of the personal stories that we got to share today of our experience of basically being being nerds, knowing we're nerds, closeting it up a little bit, and then really thriving and living our best nerd lives that we can in the current the current climate that is social structure. <laughs> I, I totally agree with you on that. And I mean, it, it is very refreshing to see that we all come from different walks of life, but yes, yeah, somehow we managed to experience the exact same things in nerd culture so uh definitely a big thank you to jeff and Corey to switch the envelope we really appreciate having you guys on and you're welcome back anytime i mean trust me we've already got the carpet cleaners they've been here so we're good to go for another week but hey for those of you who got here by accident i know we say this every week but seriously like comment subscribe leave a review if you liked us that much we want to hear from you we like people we really do uh, otherwise, um, we don't say this all the time, but you can also email us at digitaldissectionpodcast at gmail.com. That email does work. We look at it. And uh, otherwise, if you want to stay buckled in, as we mentioned, if that seatbelt is still fastened, come on back next week. We're going to be talking to our friend Kevin, the film critic, and he's going to walk us through Ready Player One. We're going to break down the Steven Spielberg-led film and just find out, are we in an oasis or are we still waiting for one? And until next time, keep on dissecting. Chelsea?